All right, all right. Here we go. Episode one. It's official. TW, you excited, man? I can see. I can see. It says recording up at the top. Yeah, it's not. That's not going to be in the, <laughs> the video. <laughs> this just shows how it is that a cowboy is fascinated by the little things of technology. <laughs> It's like, it's, it's supposed to say recording. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Techie and the Cowboy. Kind of proves why it is that we're here. <laughs> Super excited to be with you guys today. Uh, tell them a little bit about what we're doing here, TW. Alistair, the Techie, and me, TW, uh, are on a journey. A journey of the spirit, a, a journey with the spirit. Uh, we both feel moved to uh, help our brothers out. Our brothers are all of you out there who are unidentified to us as of yet, who might want to uh, hear some of the things that we talk about in hopes that it will give you things really to think about and that you can form your own answers to after you do your own exploration. All we're trying to do is give uh, food for thought. Yeah, TW and I were talking, and, and we think that there's a need for a space where you can come and get fed by the Spirit and then go and spread the word. In other words, a non judgmental space where we all grow together, just exploring things that us as guys uh, experience, and whenever it is that we're going through this journey of, of growing inside of the Spirit. You know, so we're just average, everyday guys that are just trying to figure things out. And we, we're excited about you coming on this journey as we explore different topics that we have run into that we've run into with other guys uh, and talk to you about and and maybe you'll you'll join us and enjoy as it is that we go along. So let's cue this music here. What do you think? Yeah. Okay. Cue the music. You are now listening to the Techie and the Cowboy, brought to you by Alistair Hunt, the Techie, and T. W. Lawrence, the Cowboy. Well, the, uh, one of the things we should probably cover early on so people get to know who we are, um, why don't you explain to them how we came up with the name? Yeah, so the techie and the cowboy. So I'm a technology guy, you know, grew up in the city. Uh, I love working with technology since I was the age of 13, building computers from scratch. Actually built my first computer because I broke the computer my dad brought home. He's not a computer guy. I had to fix it by the time he got home. Uh, so that's how I got the technology uh, and I've been a techie guy ever since. Love gadgets, love technology, uh, love living in the city. And TW, who's a little bit of an opposite personality <laughs> when it comes to what it is he does, uh, tell a little bit about yourself, man, and your cowboy background. I, I grew up in uh, South Texas in San Antonio. My dad was a veterinarian, so I've been around livestock all of my life. I don't live in Texas currently. Life took me in a different direction, but my, my heart is still there. I write uh, about Texas. I write about the historical 1880s uh, in, in what's called Christian historical fiction. It's uh, cowboy stories with a Christian message. So I've, I've hung around in that area. The, um, I, I think we should also point out that one of the reasons why we chose the name the techie and the cowboy aside from the fact that it shows our vocational aptitudes it shows the different ends of the spectrum as how you and i are different absolutely so tw being a writer inside of the realm of all things cowboy as i like to say and me being a technology person and, and doing a lot of consultation on how it is that people can become automated those are both spaces where it is i think people need to be able to figure out 
how it is that their relationship with God really unfolds, right? Yeah, but we also we also let one of the last times that uh, we had our, our our meetings, we uh, we talked about exactly how that's an opposite end. But we also have other opposites. I'm considerably older. <laughs> yeah, I like that considerably older. That works really well. <laughs> and I'm considerably younger. I guess that would be I got no hair. You have hair. <laughs> I'm darker skinned. You're lighter complexioned. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of opposites. I think it's just, it's, it's a great that we've formed this amazing friendship. Uh, and you and, and the big one. You live in Texas. I don't. Oh, that's right. I live in Texas. <laughs> you don't. Which uh, you I know, was Texas. born in Texas, and you weren't. That's it. So, which is funny because he's the cowboy, and I'm the one that's I'm the techie that's living in Texas, and he's <laughs> he's living in Georgia, which is more of a technology uh, <laughs> place than than not. So, but, you know, it's just amazing that again we we formed this amazing friendship and. And uh, we were brought together all by a conference. We were in a conference sitting together. We were actually kind of lazy. Uh, it was time to be able to find prayer partners. And they said, get up and walk around the room and, and find somebody. And he was sitting next to me and I was sitting next to you. you and you were like, uh, I don't want to move. You good? I'm like, I'm good too. And <laughs> that's kind of how it is in a nutshell that, that uh, we connected. Actually, you saw my badge that said Texas on it first and that's how we struck up a conversation because i said dallas texas or plano texas on my badge right, right. pretty cool pretty awesome it was so let's uh, evidence of a divine appointment the evidence of a divine appointment i love it all right so let's talk a little bit about who it is that we are individually and then and then we'll mm-hmm. uh, jump into our first subject we just wanted to take this first podcast to be able to actually introduce ourselves to you and kind of give you an idea of what the techie and the cowboy is about uh, so T.W., start kind of with your, your background, your story, and how it is that your relationship with the Spirit began and where it's at now. Well, as I said, I grew up in San Antonio in the 50s. That was a very, still is, very heavily Catholic town. Uh, when I was there, I'd say 60% of the population uh, was Hispanic and Catholic, practicing Catholic. There were, there were cathedrals and churches at various places throughout town. When I was uh, in kindergarten and first grade, I actually went to a Catholic school, Our Lady of the Lake, and uh, was exposed to uh, Catholicism as it was practiced and as it was taught. I actually had nuns as teachers. And then uh, my family, however, was not Catholic. They were Episcopal, which some people would argue is Catholic light, uh, very uh, heavy into the dogma, into uh, the liturgy into following a strict way of uh, practicing Christianity. And that's how I grew up. My mother was an extremely religious person. She grew up as a Catholic in, uh, in Idaho. And so we, under her influence, um, I stayed very actively in the church. But as I grew up and went to college and moved out and that kind of thing, I found that I knew that I was a Christian, but I still felt that there was something missing. I was not, I had, it wasn't until I started, um, I came to Georgia to go to graduate school and I met some people there and they talked about their relationship with God as though they were going to Starbucks and having coffee. And I just said, you can do that. And so as I explored that a little bit more, a little bit more, I, I came to find that there were people who did things differently in their Christian practice than I did, and they found great satisfaction with it. And so 
I kept on exploring that and exploring that. And it's a journey. I'm still on that journey. But um, as you and I talk about, there are things that uh, we can do that will give us that relationship. So that's my background. Uh, formerly Christian, still exploring. Formerly Christian, still exploring. I love it. And so, so my background, you know, took a, a different journey. I grew up also in the church, but I grew up in one of those, uh, you know, 24 hour churches. It seemed like we were at church all the time. I was, a, you know, in the youth group, president of the youth group, in the choir, president of the choir. Uh, we went for Bible study. We went for, I mean, we, we were in the church. Actually, we started off as a, a, in the Baptist church. So whenever I was young, young, I remember I actually accepted God in the Baptist church, three years old. They had a big chair up at the front where everybody went down whenever it is that they wanted, whenever they did the, uh, what do they call it? Whenever they call people up to be able to, to, oh, there's a name for it, TW. What is it called? Invitation. Invitation. So they, the, the invitation in the Baptist church I went to, which was small, and then we moved to a bigger church, uh, was a big deal, right? Uh, and so I asked my mom some questions about you know who God is, and I was going to Sunday school and exploring this thing. And I said, you know what, I think I want to accept the Lord Jesus Christ. So when the invitation was made, I told my mom I'm going down to sit in the big chair. She said, what? And before she could say anything, I was down the aisle sitting in the chair. And the pastor was impressed that this little three, four-year-old kid came down and asked me some of the questions to make sure it wasn't just to sit in the big chair and was impressed that I knew him. And that's whenever it is that my, my faith journey, quote unquote, officially began. But my, my dad actually grew up in the Methodist church. So at about eight or nine years old, we switched over to the Methodist church. Uh, and that's whenever it is that I really started getting involved uh, in the church. Grew up in the church all the way through high school until I graduated and went to college, but it wasn't until college where I started really developing a relationship uh, with God, like actually speaking with God and having connection. It was actually, they had a, a big, huge event at the church that I went to that was majority college students. They had created this church environment that was very college student friendly, mainly because they fed us after the Sunday <laughs> meal. All the cafeterias and everything were closed, uh, and they put together these little uh, lunch and styrofoam containers afterwards. So that was kind of their bait in, but it created a, a great environment for the, the preacher to speak on college issues and things that we we're going to be able to experience in college. So that's, that's where I started going, and it, it was actually – uh, we had a a big three-day event where it is that, you know, we had preaching and everything else like that. And it was there uh, that I actually started feeling the spirit and started And one of the conversation topics was having a conversation and making God your friend. And so I started exploring that. Uh, and it's been a journey from that point on. And how is it that you have a, the type of relationship with God where you can actually just talk to him like a friend, where you can actually just go to him whenever it is you need and you need to pray openly? But it was really in the last two years that I've really uh, pushed and developed the the boundaries of that. And it's been amazing. So uh, that's what we'll be talking about as it is that we go through this whole podcast is developing and exploring that kind of relationship with God. Uh, you know, I believe that people have some people I know I did whenever it is that I was in that first church, this fire and brimstone a way of thinking of God, like this this guy with a big lightning bolt in the sky who's just there to be able to judge you and wait for you to do wrong so he can strike you down, right? I hear people talk about it all the time, but I believe in of a more loving God who's there to, to love you just as much as it is he's there to adjust you whenever it is that you're wrong. So let's, let's uh, you know, explore that together as we go through this this journey. Well, one of the, one of the things that <clears throat> I still find interesting 
I, as I listen to different uh, people in the church, ministers, lay people, that kind of thing, they can say, it was after my junior year in high school, I went to this uh, camp where we were doing something of a religious activity. And during that event on a, on a Saturday night, that is the moment that I was saved. And that's when I became a Christian. To which I sit back and go, wow, you can pinpoint that to a very specific event which you wrote down. By contrast, having started off as a youngster, and we just, we were in there and we, we participated in the morning prayer and all that kind of stuff. The kind of presumption, as I look back on it, was that if you walk through these doors, sit down and participate in the service, you uh, have been saved. And therefore, you're a Christian, and let's get on with it. And so, you know, for them to say, you know, I went to church, but here's when I was saved, it's kind of like, I don't, that doesn't work. How, how does that work? It's interesting that you pointed that out because that, that kind of describes my journey. You know what I mean? Going to church, being involved in the church, doing everything. And the Bible specifically says that, you know, if it is that you accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, then you are saved, right? So that's what we were taught. And I thought I was being a good Christian, going to church, going to Sunday school, being president of the choir, all that kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it was very specific to me whenever I started establishing that relationship, because that was the first time I felt the spirit in a different way. Uh, so, yeah, it, I, I remember it as it was yesterday. Like I could feel myself sitting in the seat with everything going around me. That was also, by the way, the first time that I saw people uh, like <laughs> this. This was like a traditional black church. So we had the music and everything else like that. And I saw people up and, and feeling the spirit and everything else like that. And at first I was like, what the heck is going on? Because the Baptist church I went to was not like that. And then, of course, the Methodist church I went to was definitely not like that. And this was a this was, in college. This was a Baptist church as well. But it was a, a full music. Don't, 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 don't. I mean, they had the whole thing going. And so I was intrigued by that because I'm a people watcher. Um, but as I began to open up to what the, the guest pastor was saying, uh, and I was like, wow, this is some powerful stuff. And then I actually felt the spirit move within me. And that was a, such a weird different, amazing, all-in-one type of feeling. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it at all. Now, that, now that here goes the question. Do, do you have to have that kind of moment in order to be a, a great Christian and to have a relationship with God? I say no. Uh, but whenever you do, and, and it will happen if it is you remain open to the Spirit, I think there's nothing like it. What's your thoughts on that angle? Well, it's one of the things uh, you and I have talked about. Uh, we One of the reasons why you would go to Starbucks and have coffee with God is to have the relationship, but so that you could hear him talk to you. You know, that's, that's the benefit of uh, one of the big over and over and over again uh, questions throughout, you know, Christian writing today is uh, how do I know that it's God that's talking to me, not some other influence kind of thing. And as I have admitted, I am a writer. And because of that, have a very active imagination. And so one of the things I've kind of come to terms with is that the Spirit, God, talks to me through my imagination. Hmm. Uh, so it's kind of like, as I, as I, if you take the um, instruction, um, be still and know that I am God. So you sit in your quiet time, you've asked some questions, you wait to be, to hear something, uh, you know, it, it doesn't take 
half a second for me to start having thoughts. It's kind of like, I, so where do thoughts come from? They come from, from the spirit. And so I just have to uh, sit there and kind of reflect on how that, you know, how that goes and how it is that I think that it's him and not me just reflecting off of things that I have talked about before. But I think it's also critical that, um, as we pointed out, you and I are, have differences, some obvious, some not. But just like our DNA, we are individuals made by God individually. And because he made us individuals and unique, my approach to <laughs> solving anything technical is obviously different than, than, than your approach to it. So the way that we would pray, the way that we would seek God is necessarily a reflection of the person that we were made. And so taking that to its logical conclusion, the way that I relate to God is very specifically unique to me. There can be a lot of things that are in common, but the way that I relate to him, the way that God relates to me is reflective of his personal relationship with me uh, as the person he made me. And you mentioned it, and I think it's worth you know, touching on it is that uh, creating a space for God to be able to do his thing is, is really crucial and important. Like I talked about whenever I was at the very beginning uh, of that event and I was watching and I was paying more attention to what was going on, I wasn't as open to whenever I started listening to the word and focusing on uh, what it is that he was saying and, and creating that space for God to show up. And I think that's one of the things as a techie I have to do all the time. I have to slow down, turn off the gadgets, and I've learned to stop and give God a space and a room to work. And it's funny that you said that because I just was reading, a, I'm doing a, a I think it's like a seven day devotional on Bible.com uh, right now about slowing down and giving your soul a place to be able to get rest. Right. And so they talked about that today is that sometimes you have to create a space at least 10 minutes per day uh, for you to be able to just a reset and give your soul rest, but also creating a space for God to do his thing and realize that uh, whenever you're trying to repair the spirit, that it's not just about, uh, you know, you trying to fix it. It's about allowing God to be able to fix it. So it's interesting that you said that you, you have to create that space for, for God to be able to step in. I think that's a pertinent part of the journey. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And sometimes I think whenever it is that we're going to, you know, I attend church, uh, and so do you. Sometimes whenever it is that we go to church, it's easier for us to get caught up in the, the stuff that's going on and, and even there not create that space. So it has to be, I think, intentional. Right. Some people, uh, like, for example, I married into the Baptist church. Okay. So you can, as you say, you can spend all your time. <laughs> you can spend, there's an occasion to be at the church every day, particularly if you go to a big church like, like I did. So that uh, church on Sunday, uh, I attend a, a Bible study on Tuesday mornings. There's a communion, uh, community meal on Wednesday, Wednesday night. So you sit with your friends and you fellowship and you talk to new people who have come into the church and that kind of thing. So one way it's easy to rationalize, well, I'm doing organized Christian things at least three times a week spread throughout the week. So, you know, I am spending time in God's house doing this stuff, which is different than, as you say, doing the 10 minutes a day, doing different things. But the one thing that I do is um, I sit there, you know, whether ramping up for the, the service or, or whatever, and I'll have a prayer by myself and say, 
I know that I haven't given you all the time that I should. I spend more time consistently doing this or that and not focusing on you. But I'm here now. I'm giving you my attention. Please feed me. Give me strength. Give me peace. And then going away. And of course, then you and I have our weekly prayer meeting. So that's you know, one more occasion. Yeah, creating space. You know, and, and the, one of the topics that we... We're, we're exploring and that we'll explore in future podcasts is the, the faith versus religion conversation, right? Um, you know, because I, I have, in growing my one-on-one relationship, I realized there's a difference between religion, practice religion, and uh, faith, and then having a relationship and just being a Christian, if you want to call it that, right? So we'll explore a little bit on that, and, and we hope to also to bring you some speakers, different people that have been influential in our lives and have conversations with them about that. So as we wrap this thing up, we plan on putting this on our website, thetechieandthecowboy.com, where you'll be able to go check out all of the episodes as it is that we grow this thing. But also you'll be able to, to leave comments and give us a little bit of feedback on what it is that your thoughts and your growth and your journey inside of that. So we welcome that. Uh, you know, and if we see something really, really interesting, we'll definitely pull it in and start to talk about it. So thank you for joining us on the first episode and kind of our exploratory journey of the techie and the cowboy. Uh, this is Alistair Hunt signing off. And T.W. Lawrence saying adios and vaya con Dios. Kick that closing music.